Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your time. We're in this game. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff, and joining me, as always, are my co-hosts and colleagues, Tim Kalinowski and Nick Martin. Uh, Together, the three of us are going to break down a busy night on Thursday night in the NHL. And as always, on these days with big slates, we start with our favorite underdogs. And Tim, uh, you can go first. Yeah, um, complete idiot here. Uh, complete dumb bet. Um, I have had the hardest time with the New York Rangers this year, and I'm going to go the other side. The Minnesota Wild plus one thirty and one thirty range. I'm, I'm you know going to take him as a dog regardless, so that that qualifies me. But what I the reason I'm looking to fade the Rangers and leave off. You and I were talking about it before the show. Is that we're trying to kind of uh, predict. Shesterkin here and it sounds like he's he lavi said he's healthy no limitations but you brought up a really good point their schedule looking ahead this thursday night game against the wild and then they don't play till sunday against the blue jackets and then the following saturday against the devils so you were kind of saying why push it you're they're, they're already off to a great start you know like the bruins are obviously incredibly hot in the east but the rangers are right there with them and why risk it why risk it? So I'm hoping to kind of get like a free roll on a non Shesterkin start here at plus money and a wild team that I think is pesky enough. Yeah. I, I had the, uh, the pleasure of watching the, the wild uh, wrestle control of the game away from the Islanders last night in which I thought the Islanders were, were decent for the first 40 minutes. And then uh, just absolutely terrible for the last 20. Um, seen that before. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I would lean towards Minnesota here. Like you, I think like if, if if you are trying to predict the the Shesterkin thing, I would lean towards him probably playing that on Sunday rather than than here. Like get, just give him the extra t- couple days because he's going to have a long break coming anyways. But who knows with these coaches? Uh, but yeah, it'd be wild for me here, Nick. I think everything that Tim said is accurate. It's exactly what we tried to do on Tuesday got sucked into knowing we were going to get so much closing line value with the Red Wings, right? It was one of those bets I made that I never really felt that good about, but it just got sucked in because I knew the number was wrong. 
And then the Rangers just played really well again. So I don't think I can do it. I think Tim's thinking is accurate. I think he'll probably get some line value here, but I just keep getting burned by the Rangers here. Really only cashed in on the last wild game. So they're playing really well and I'm just going to live with it for now. No, I hate it. I, re- I really do. Hate it. I, <laughs> I hate, I hate betting against the Rangers and I've continued to get burned, but the, the job is to pick an underdog. So, and I ain't picking the sharks. I'm hoping in time. Cause I'm still not like, they're just protecting quick. So well, yeah. uh, the one that like, when it fell apart and they didn't play amazing in front of him versus the wild last time. I mean, even last night, they, they yeah. took the, they were up five nothing. They took their foot off the brakes a little defensively, played a little looser, and it was five three. Yeah, it, and the Wild just traded for Bogosian, so that's got to be worth at least <laughs> at least fifty cents. Yeah, the, I the actually Kalen. like that trade for the Sharks. Yeah, the Kalen Addison. You get yeah, some, that's the type of big. Upside. We'll talk about the Sharks later, but that is that is the type of player they should be acquiring, Kalen Addison. Uh, I'll talk about Zach Bogosian's for, former team now. Uh, for my favorite underdog. I like the Chicago Blackhawks playing the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning in Tampa. The total here is six and a half. The Hawks are plus 215. Bolts minus 265. This one comes down to uh, you can't, you just can't trust Tampa at these numbers. Uh, whether it's a goaltending, I know Johansson has been about as good as you could have hoped uh, for Tampa. They're coming off of a, a decent showing against the Habs in which they, they blitzed Montreal. But this is going to be three and four uh, for, for Tampa coming back home after doing the uh, Toronto Montre- Montreal two step both of those games came at you know blitz the the Leafs and halves right out the gate and then uh gave up the lead to Toronto lost in overtime Montreal made a little bit of a push uh, as well but i just think that this 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 Hawks team is much more dangerous at these numbers than they were last year they've obviously raised their ceiling with Bedard better depth Corey Perry i think is absolutely worth a look here um the worm, he's just he's the type of guy that is that thrives on spite. Uh and you know, playing against his one of his former teams. I think he, he Nick, we, we talk a lot about these narratives with shot props and stuff, revenge games, and how you, you can't just play everyone. Uh you, you can't play, you know, Parker Watherspoon's playing against the Islanders for the Bruins tomorrow night. I don't think many people are gonna be rushing to bet his his props, but uh, I think Perry is somebody who probably fits the bill of the guys who you can make an argument for. It's it, it's worth the looks, but I, I like the Hawks here at, at plus 215. I think, yeah, I, I wouldn't hate the Hawks team total either. I'm a little scared of uh, just kind of the Lightning's offensive upside here, but um, I think you could do the over again too, or, or the Hawks. Don't hate the Perry idea. Um yeah, I think those are all probably the leans I'd kind of have. This fits the uh, Lightning back from a four-game road trip, uh, first game home. That hits fits that narrative, and Tampa Bay also zero and four in overtime this year. So they no good for a team that is that skilled. Pretty frightening. And one more point: you got to be actually feeling pretty good if you're Tampa this without Vasilevsky. I know we've kind of got on them, but they've kind of done the job. They've done they've done well enough, right? Yeah. No, I, I think results-wise, results-wise, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I results-wise. I think it depends how you look at it, though, because the goaltending, I don't think they're going to get, it sounds insane to say, but they're not going to get that much better goaltending when Vasilevsky's back. Right, they'll right? get a better goaltender, but yeah, will the goaltending but... be... Like if he had but played these games, how much better would their record be? I think it's the way I'm looking at it. Um, yeah, you're right. 
I think you're right. But we always say like the, the, the lightning cheat code is that their best player might be the netminder. Like yeah. He, yeah. he is yeah. that good. Yeah. I think it's a, uh, I think you're right. Like it, it's same. We had this discussion about the Panthers too, uh, that you just purely on results. They needed to tread water or do a little bit better than that uh, through the first two months. And they are on pace to do that. Nick, uh, your turn for an underdog. Uh, and I I would call it, mm, yeah, I think that this is fair to call the headliner uh, on Thursday night. It's speculative. So I think that the Senators are going to get to a good underdog price um, versus the Vancouver Canucks, who I think in time are going to be a little overvalued here. They have actually cleaned up their defensive play compared to the start of the year when they were more so just like pure, like running good and, and nothing's getting in there net but I still think overall this team's not as good as they've shown and I had hoped for a better number here I'm hoping that people push it to like sends plus 110 and then I'd be pumped on this but I'm trying to start finding spots to fade the Canucks because it's just at this point you're not gonna like I think that the Oilers game was the perfect example right we talked about it there were so many of those like bounces that went their way and not the Oilers way and on so many of the same plays like it I thought that we talked about Besser, like his tap and he blocks his own teammate's shot, drops at his feet, it's in the net. And then two minutes later, the Oilers have numerous sequences where they're in the crease for like seconds on end. One of them gets in the net and it's a kick in. And just those things are all going in the favor of the Canucks. And that's when it's just like, you get to a point where that's not going to happen. I don't think they're defending that much better um, than last season. You have to give the credit to talk it, but you also just got to look at like a lot of these breakdowns aren't ending up in the net and then people just forget about it. I thought the exact same thing about um, they gave up that short there on the power play, gave up a full ice two on one and nurse just couldn't finish it. And those are just the things that have gone in their favor all year, all year. And eventually that just leads you being a little overvalued. So in time, I think there'll be even better fades. Um, I'd also like to see how the senators game goes tonight a little bit, but I mean, right now, the Senators have two pretty 50-50 goaltenders, right? It looks like. So I don't really care that the comp, whatever combination they go with on that front as well. Uh, not really a traveling back-to-back either. So I think... You're missing think- You're missing the most important factor is if they, if they lay an egg against Toronto on Wednesday. The back-to-back has nothing to do with the goaltending. It's how tight does then this team get in like That's another must-win. Like, I, I think but- it's... You win versus Toronto, you're feeling good, you're happy, people can pump into the narrative, whatever. And you lose, and it's like, you know, do or die, home game, blah, blah, blah. So I think either way, you can, like, pick your narrative you want to target it on. I just think, you know, with with the talent on the Sens roster, this is hopefully going to be a pretty good number if we can get it to plus 110. Yeah, I only see it moving in one direction, and that's the direction of the Canucks, unless the uh, Senators win 12 nothing tonight against the Leafs. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, I'm with you too. I think that it it's just this is kind of just the rhythm of betting an entire season is a team is going to go on a run like Vancouver is. It's they deserve a ton of credit. Um, but eventually that run is just gonna inflate their price. And there are some flaws here, so it's uh we're not like grasping for straws to to make uh just make make it sound good. And the other thing here is they're red hot. They're coming off of a great performance and they're only minus 112. So you got to imagine that a lot of people are, are going to be pretty happy to, to back this team at, at that kind of price. 
even if it moves to you know minus one twenty, minus one twenty five against yeah, a senators team that's had all sorts of drama. Like the reality is the bounces determine the NHL so much, like so much more. Like I think there's so many cases every night. You look at last night, Penguins, probably I, I didn't catch it all, watch the game reel, but it looked like they probably played the Ducks worse than last time, right? And it's a closer price. And then they pay off with the win. Um, and what was the other? There's another spot I was thinking the exact same thing, thing about last night. But anyways, the, the reality of it is like those things – you're trying to predict what's going to happen in the future, right? Not the previous results. And that's where we have some of these ones where we look so dumb being like, now's the time for the sharks or something like that. And then there's all the, you get the replies from all the betters who are just betting like, Oh, this team's eight, one and one and these. And at the end of the day, you're just trying to predict what should have happened based off like the way things played out. I think is kind of the best way to, to think about the NHL. Oh, the sharks. I think the Sharks game is a perfect example because it looked oh. like they really dummied them pretty good, right? And they just every time I looked up, it, I I thought the game was actually only a half ice game at one point. It was just played in the Sharks end. And uh, another just quick narrative too is the Sharks went from can you just please be competent to now they're like getting told how great they are. It's it's yeah. I'm interested to see how this group handles it. Like it was just so the success, how are they going to handle the success. Yeah, so I, it's, it's real. So results orientated, right? And the 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 Canucks crew, I thought from that Canucks Oilers game was really really biased on that front, talking about like all the little things they're doing and how they forced all these breakdowns. And it's like, what are you talking about? None of those goals would have gone in if you traded goalies. Do you know what I mean? Like they're doing things well, but like what would the score have been if if the Oilers had Damco and the Canucks were playing with the uh, Skinner, which I get is part of the team, but I'm just saying if you're going to like nitpick everything that the Oilers did be, uh, based on that, it's not overly fair. Uh, all right, we'll, we'll be talking plenty about Oilers and Sharks a little bit later. Uh, now that we've got our underdogs done and dusted, Sens, Hawks, and Wild onto the big board. Start with the Canadians and Red Wings, uh, an original six matchup. Uh, Nick, your, your home country loves loves geeking these things up montreal's plus 154 uh the detroit red wings are minus 185 at home and uh the total six and a half detroit traveling uh after losing to the rangers in the garden uh on tuesday night halves lost to the lightning i would not play detroit at this number i also don't want to play montreal either at, at this price so that's my way of saying it looks just fine nick I could, I'll probably end up on some Detroit props here. I think Montreal is just terrible defensively. Like it's awful. And I don't really see it turning around. They kind of did exactly what we said, where the goaltending is going to come down to earth and they're going to get exposed. And I feel like that's just going to keep happening. Um, they don't have a lot of good two way forwards. They don't have a lot of guys you can match um, with the other team's top stars, right? Like I don't love Nick Suzuki matching up with, with a Larkin line or anything like that. So I, I think that Detroit should get their chances here. You could probably play Detroit team total over three and a half. If you wanted, I think could be a really reasonable look. Um, so those would kind of be, be my, be my leans, but I agree on this slate seemed like a, just more or less a pass. The, the only thing that catches my eye here is over six and a half. It seems like it's going up. I wonder if it gets to seven, the, the way the wings played against the Rangers the other night, just not not encouraging at all. I mean, they just got they got completely just choked. They yeah, you know, they didn't the Rangers did a great job not letting quick um 
you have, have to face a ton of grade A opportunities. But at the same time, <laughs> you you said it, Nick, this Habs team not encouraging at all either. So I I I kind of hate this Red Wings team. I, I can't stand them. Are you, you going to be yeah, good they, or are you going to not be good? off that talk we said last week about, you know, they basically haven't proven anything yet. And they look like that now. All yeah, you're, you're getting minus 180 love here. Are you that good? And if you are that good, can you be that good? The Habs, though, like they're they're a lottery team. I think they're they're really scared. I guess Speaking their records. I don't know. Yeah, they did this last year. Uh, they play up and down to teams. I feel like. Speaking of lottery bound teams, the New York Islanders. <laughs> season's over. Waving the white flag. Uh, plus one forty in Boston to take on the Bruins. Uh, minus one sixty five in a total of five and a half. It will be Ilya Sorokin for the Islanders. After uh, Simeon Verlama played against the Wild, the Bruins are going to stick with their rotation. Doesn't matter uh, at this point. Anybody would be uh, Patrick Watt behind this team. I'm convinced. The Bruins are so banged up, and just keep doing what the Bruins do. Uh, I was talking to some Islander fans last night, and they're like, "Gosh, shit, we got the Bruins on Thursday. This is not going to be good." You know, we're all just kind of wallowing in self pity. And I took a screenshot of their lineup against the stars the other night and I sent it to them. And it's it's so sad that I'm sitting here thinking, you know, that the Islanders have no chance. As, as this is my fan brain talking. Like they've got no chance. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, who am I afraid of? Kevin Shattenkirk and uh, you know, Geeky's hurt now, but like his uh, his name came up. Just like all these NHL Van Reemsdyke. Van Reemsdyke just and I know they got Marchand and Pasternak and Potrois uh, great, but like it's it shouldn't this this roster, as it will be constructed on Thursday night without McAvoy and uh, a bunch of other defensemen, like it shouldn't be that scary, and somehow is. It, it is play such a good team game, though. They they play such a good team game. Maybe maybe they just maybe it's Patrice Bergeron is out there and he just is wearing a different jersey with like a made up yeah, name. I know, and like they've changed coaches, and no matter what, it's just the same. And their goalies are tremendous like they're so yeah. good at helping what they're supposed to and the team is just so so good at limiting like it, it feels like they know exactly the chances they're happy to give up when they don't have possession and and on an average night they they do such a good job of that also low is he's insane awesome. yeah i had no idea who this kid was and he's really good monster i thought so when they when they called them up i i hadn't noticed at all and then i turned the game on was that against the stars he scored his first goal um, whatever his first game was, and I'm just watching him. He's deep in the offensive zone. I'm like, who is this big number six forward that they got? Like, is he just like a AHL call up? He's just gonna scrum in front of the net. And then I'm watching him. Like, why is this forward playing in a in defense? Like, what's what is the, who is this guy? And then I heard the story about him being from Louisiana. His dad was the coach in ECHL, and just not right, not fair. Tim, it is. Not fair. They're not even punished right now with McAvoy out. I know not, you love they, when kids get called up and they play their game. Like they don't just yeah. sit. Yeah, yeah. No, he's aggressive as hell. He's he's got the puck on his stick. He's in overtime. They they um <laughs> Nick, you always say, I like their I like this team's process. The Bruins process is just freaking out of control. It's they're so good. <laughs> it's I mean in the regular season now in the regular season they're they're just 
They don't make mistakes. And the mistakes that they make are like the right mistake. And, you know, you say, you say, you say we were talking lottery. I feel like you have a better chance of just going playing the lottery than trying to fade the Bruins. Cause it's just, I'm done doing it. I'm done doing it. I tip my cap. There's something like 80 and 20 in the last 100 regular season games. Like, the hell like is this college football like they're like freaking georgia the uh just just some betting notes here bo horvat keep an eye on his status adam pellick too for the islanders those two guys out do make a difference um they're both supposed to travel to boston so we'll see uh but i do think that this line has even with those guys playing like has still has some line room to move towards the bruins uh so if you're gonna bet the islanders i think you can probably afford to wait um but it looks like a pass from all three of us and from a betting perspective. Stars and Blue Jackets now. Uh, Dallas is a prohibitive minus 198 favorite on the road. Jackets plus 164. The over-under is six. Nick, you're on the Stars here. It takes a little bit of gumption, I think, to bet them at this kind of number because I just don't think that they've clicked it into gear just yet. I think below minus 200, though, if you just look at the numbers of where I think these teams' records are going to be, I'll I'll close my eyes and play it. I don't think the Blue Jackets are very good. They are not going to defend overly well. None of their forwards are, like, maybe Goudreau's due to do better, but none of they've They have so many, like, prospective forwards, right? Like, they have so many guys that were like, oh, I think Kent Johnson should be decent, or I thought might go yeah. off. But no one's really just taken the reins and actually done shit i, I thought johnson i thought ken johnson was a safe bet and now he's being scratched and sent to the hm yeah i like texier coming back i thought he yeah at one point in like 2019 or whatever i thought he was gonna be a sick nhl player um but it just feels like none of those things are panning out it's just so many like middling guys that you're hoping something's gonna work out marchenko even hasn't been as good as i might have thought so I think these teams are fairly far apart right now. I, I don't mind the spot for Dallas, and I, I I'm willing to play it. I think I'm I'm pretty low on on Columbus. I thought this actually might have been a hair bigger. Hate it. Hate the game. Hate the game. <laughs> I I don't know what else to tell you. I hate the game. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Perfect. Uh, A game that we're not going to hate, of course, is the Arizona Coyotes on the road. Ooh, baby. Yotes on the road. Taking on the St. Louis Blues. Uh, Coyotes, Nick, you were in the building to see them play the Kraken on Tuesday night. Now they head out to back to St. Louis for the second time already this season. The Yotes are plus 102 right now. Blues minus 122, a total six and a half. So, they, like I said, these two teams already had played. I think it was the fourth game of the season after the Yotes played the Devils, Rangers, and Islanders. And that number closed with uh, 
almost essentially a pick them as the, the Yotes took a ton of money. So keep an eye for that as well. But I, I, I like Coyotes here, even at a up to a pick them. I just think they are a couple steps above the blues here. The records kind of deceive that. But when you when you take out, if you had given St. Louis the kind of goaltending you would have projected for them this season, we're talking about a very different record, different team. So uh, meanwhile, the Yotes haven't had much help consistent help i should say for, from their goalies this season so I, I think arizona still has some some value they're still flying maybe a, a shred under the radar nick yeah they're they're in a bit of a less convincing spell right the jets game wasn't great last night wasn't great at all um coach would be the first to admit that they found a way and those are the ones we were thinking they might be good in this year right is these gut gut check find a way kind of games but um it's starting to look a little more concerning down the lineup but uh this is one i thought i was surprised it didn't open closer to pick them so at that point i kind of just got sucked in on coyotes it's one of those ones i just don't feel great about the spot i think the blues are playing a little better than their underlying results the last few too um which scares me up a bit but it kind of reminds me of that Detroit spot we talked about where just like, I don't really understand how some books open this at plus 115, plus 120. That's just wrong at this, right? So I don't know. I don't love the spot, but I still think it's coyotes or nothing. They they are, uh, I don't know. They, 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 are they not going to finish above the blues in the standings at this point? It seems pretty reasonable to think that. So for me, that feels like a big edge to give on uh, home ice basically alone. I think that's a good way to look at it is that we just think that the coyotes project to be better than St. Louis coyotes, sneaky top 10 power play percentage in the league. I can't get enough Logan Cooley. God, do I love watching him play? And I'm, I'm not high on St. Louis, but I feel like, um, I think I'm aware of my coyotes bias here. And that's why I'm trying to that's listen. As much as I can. And I'm and in the wrong room for my coyotes bias to be convinced the other, the other way. The other thing, too, that's kind of interesting is Vejmelka's has not been good. Bennington's been really good. Um, who knows, like, where those two situations go, I think is kind of an interesting, like, thought on this. Because, obviously, everyone would have thought Vejmelka would have been the better goalie this year. That hasn't been the case at all. So, and me and Mike had kind of tra- talked about this the other day. Is like, it seems like the times that I've tried to credit goalies turning it around and being like, well, I think Vejmelka's is better than this this year. It's been a disaster um really so it just it i don't know what all to think on that front and bennington too he's all over he's the a, place yeah he's a nut hard to project goaltender uh i will also bring <laughs> i'll bring up uh a nice anomaly here before it, it gets ruined that if you look at the central division standings right now numbers one through seven descend perfectly by one point so colorado's in six, uh, first with 16 points stars second with 15 jets third 14 coyotes four 13 wild 12 12 points uh blues 11 wild points card, last wild card spot currently Fred's 10 yeah yeah yikes um so that was just i needed to point that out because my brain noticed it um preds and jets now i feel like the preds and jets have played eight times this season they might not have played yet but it just feels like one of those matchups that every time I look at the NHL schedule, the Jets and Preds are playing. Uh, Predators plus 124, the Jets minus 148, and the total is sitting at six. I think this maybe is a little rich on Winnipeg, 
Um, so I likely would will be playing the Preds here, Nick. I I don't know. I I, I don't really have any thoughts here. Um, I'll probably keep my eye on the Soros shots. I just don't think they're going to control what Soros saves total is, I should say. I don't think they're going to control play at a pretty high level. I like Winnipeg's process. I don't like it the way I liked it versus Calgary, which ended up being just a complete tap in. But the I just don't I don't think the Preds are going to like control play at a high level versus these teams. Right. And they're actually playing a pretty up tempo game, too, which is like the interesting part, like the strength so far for them has been their chance generation. So I don't know if that holds, but that I I think we like the Jets on this. this we do. Right yeah. Now. So I'm kind of just neutral on this, I guess. I I think this is the opportunity to play the like kind of a better team at like a shorter favorite kind of like gift. It's not you know not a not a slam type of like ten unit bet for me, but I I just think I'm going to take the cheese on a Winnipeg team that I really like at a number that's in the 150 range. I, I would going to look back and by the time this game, uh, by the time puck drops, I'm going to probably bet Winnipeg. I, you said it, this, this predators team, not inspiring at all the way. Uh, also too, yikes against Calgary. <laughs> Can't lose to Calgary. Not everyone. Hey, hates I, Calgary. I'm telling you people are, I said it after the stars game. Set it versus the crack. And I think the Flames are playing a little better than people are crediting. It seems like everyone lowered them down to being like a true non-playoff, like garbage team. And then now they're finding it a bit. So and credit credit to them for going down two nothing and not quitting. Yeah, two nothing. Especially like that was a good win because they really shouldn't have been down two nothing. I know we say that every Calgary game. So at some point it's like <laughs> what's like, true is true. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, you know, been a hundred games that we've been saying, like, how did Calgary lose? So at some point you can't just say that, but it does seem like almost more than ever, they're playing pretty decent hockey right now. Yep. Two game be- winning streak for, I, I love that it all culminated with them losing at the Heritage Classic against the Oilers. And everyone's like, all right, that's it. Here comes Edmonton. There goes Calgary. And, and, it's and I think the, the opposite one, two would have been, because I remember I was watching so intently because I had a tie. I thought they should have tied. The Stars game, if they had finished that comeback, which they yeah. easily, easily yeah, they played could. well in that game. Yeah, that a, then that was the would, game right after the Heritage Classic, too. So it like added to that narrative. Um, yeah, exactly. Even though they played well. What, you're telling me that the season didn't end after game nine? No. Well, <laughs> it's not it, like it, it, it did. It's because it was outdoors and it was in Canada. And, we got, <laughs> and, and, and they got to talk about how everyone grew up playing outdoor hockey. They uh, should just be so thankful. The Calgary Flames should be so thankful that the Edmonton Oilers exist. They, like they, every every team in Canada should man. Like even, think about the Senators. Like the Senators are have every week they're they're dealing with like a different crisis, and all everyone wants to do is talk about the car crash in Edmonton. Uh, we'll get there in a minute too. Kraken uh, and Abs before we get to our best bets. Seattle plus one eighty, Colorado minus two ten, and the over under six and a half. My question for you, Nick, is where would this line be three three weeks ago? Uh, maybe like right at the start of the season is is the point I'm trying to make. I think it'd be yeah, a I mean, lot shorter on Seattle. Yeah, I think I I don't like Colorado hasn't been entirely convincing. It seemed like I don't know if I'm gonna say we were lucky to get there last week or last night with that call on them over the Devils, but 
I think it's the Kraken or nothing. We just keep going back to like the Kraken are playing pretty good hockey, more or less. Like from what I paid attention to, I don't think they actually look much worse than last year. Um, they're just not finishing. And I think people, I could see the under being a trendy play here, and I don't really love it actually. I think the Kraken are really getting their chances. Like they're starting to look like that deep team that can come at you and score with their depth. And they also have a pretty legitimately good top line. So I, I kind of think they can find a way to generate some offense here, but I just hate trusting their goaltenders. But yeah, I agree. And it also, this is the third time these two teams have played this year. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. what it, I feel like that's been happening a lot. And I don't really know how much I like it. And then you get these huge gaps where the teams. Don't yeah. The play. Canucks, like the Canucks and Oilers don't play again until April. Um, Tim, anything? Hey, I, I like the Kraken. I should say I forgot to, to note that I'm going to be betting the Kraken here. Uh, I just I think the the fact that one team has struggled to get results over these next couple or the past couple weeks is really inflating their value. When I think that this game, if this was the opening night, like this this line is so much shorter. Oh my god, they play the Avs again on Monday. I was about I to was, say. Hey, <laughs> I like I want to bet on the Kraken some spots moving forward. So I was going to look to make sure we didn't like saying, "Hey, I want to bet them in this game." They play the Oilers on Saturday, which could be chaotic and should be really fun. And then, yeah, they play the Avs again on Monday. Uh, Seattle. This is this is a great podcast. All of us, every game. Well, you know, I'm having a hard time. We're, we're just here to talk about the Sharks and the Oilers, okay? That's why we're here. This is we're just killing time till we can talk about the sharks <laughs> and the oilers. I I love Colorado. I, I that you watch them, they look like they're playing another sport. They play downhill the entire game. The only way that you know things go wrong is if they're asleep or they're too aggressive and they get caught on the other end of the ice. I, I, the only way to handicap Colorado for me this this year feels like you're going to have to handicap a game where like they might be disinterested and. I think that's. I think Seattle has their attention. So that's. But the number's too too uh, too long for me to play. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay. We finally get to do it then. Uh, On to our best bets. Nick and I have, uh, you know, actually we'll save Sharks and Oilers for the last. Nick and I have a a bet in the same game as our favorite bet. That game is Penguins and Kings. Uh, Penguins plus 105 on the road. Los Angeles minus 125 at home and a total of six and a half. Not the best spot for the Kings coming back west, but this team is really, really good. Um, And as long as the goaltending holds up and Cam Talbot looks to be in a decent nick of form right now, they should be just collecting wins uh, left and right. Meanwhile, the Penguins, Tristan Jarry got hurt the other night. Alex Andelkovich is out, so we could see Magnus Helberg. 
in goal for Pittsburgh, who were coming off a 2 nothing shutout win against the Ducks, in which, as Nick said, like they were fine, but I don't think they were entirely convincing in that one. So there were a couple of breakdowns early in the game that the Ducks could have found uh, some life from. But uh, yeah, I think that you when you adjust this number for home ice advantage with Halberg as a projected starter for the uh for the penguins you'd get kings as a as a slight underdog i don't think that's right so i'll take the kings here nick yeah and i'm gonna go in the direction of the over there is six and a half at minus 120 at the time of recording i think i would play six and a half to like minus 145 this could be like a like a smash spot for the over to gain so much value i think if you bet early hopefully we get this out in time and uh, if not you know follow me in the app i think that the the i mean the penguins have the highest expected goals for per 60 in the entire nhl like analytically they've generated the most chances in the league they've had a bit of a cakewalk schedule that's been boosted by a couple dates versus the ducks but i mean then again people are other teams aren't doing that to the ducks and i just think they're due to finish more chances than they are like it's really should be a a top third power play this year. I don't think as much of a bold take and the top two lines both should generate a ton of chances. The third line's actually playing a little better too. So I think off and then obviously you look at the back end, it's best strength is generating offense. So I think they're going to play high scoring hockey once they start to finish. Like Leboff said, Magnus Helborg would be tremendous for the over. And then also if the Kings start Cam Talbot tonight in Vegas, that would help greatly because I'm going to see Phoenix Copley. Don't mind that at all. So I think this can get to seven easily and there's a lot of upside. And then, yeah, to talk about the Kings, they've got a ton of guys going offensively and they can score at will. So I think, you know, especially in, I don't mind that it's a back-to-back spot either because it's just one yeah. of those things you try to deal with a fast Pens team that can generate chances and they're going to need to hopefully score their way out of that if you're the Kings. So I just think there's... This one has good upside to blow up with two weak goaltenders and, and two really competent offenses going. Yeah, it's uh, I think it's a it's it looks like a classic classic situation where there's a chance that betters just overrate the spot to me that it's a back to back. Kings are just wrapping up a long road trip, so uh, I like Los Angeles. Tim, anything here before we get to uh, your best bet and a and a party talking about the Oilers and Sharks. Um, I've, I've been convinced on the over by Nick. I thought he laid it out really well. The, I, I actually don't like the spot at all for, for the Kings. I know you guys, it's not necessarily the back-to-back. It's just the road trip that ends in Vegas. Vegas is going to give you a real hard time. Obviously, tough team to play against. And then you kind of get this, like, Pittsburgh kind of sneaks sneaks in the next night. And it's a Pittsburgh team that we think is pretty mediocre. So I'm worried about the Kings kind of just running out of gas and and from a mentally and a physically perspective. And then that's kind of where I land on over is I think that has a lot to do with besides the goaltending besides the way the back-to-back lies, the, the LA road trip back home, back-to-back. Okay. Let's bet. said five, three pens, exact score, something like that. All right. Uh, Oilers and Sharks now. Tim, this will be your best bet. The Oilers are minus 305 on the road, despite, man, a, mi- a minus 305 favorite. And that team on the road, a minus 305 road favorite. And that team is 2 8 and 1 on a three game losing streak. 
Does it get any better than that? I don't. I. I. I don't think so. And two books open, or like I shouldn't even say two. Numerous books opened way below that, and people were crushing the Oilers, which I fully agree with. The Sharks were horrible versus Philly. That game could have been as bad as any other games. Like really, they had (laughs) a really, really good first three minutes. Yeah, like a really good first three minutes. Tim, what are you thinking here? I have the Oilers puck line. Don't care the number. Don't care. The Sharks are so bad. And the biggest deficiency that the Oilers have, if you've picked up a newspaper or opened social media in the last couple of weeks, is that their goaltending sucks. That doesn't matter. San Jose doesn't shoot the puck. They don't get the opportunity to shoot the puck. They don't cross midfield. They don't cross half ice. So it doesn't matter. The Oilers are going to shell them. Absolutely shell them. I I laid it with the Oilers at minus 270, and I like the puck line as well. The Sharks cannot do what the Oilers, like with the necessary thing to beat the Oilers. They, They can't do it. They can't. Okay. I think if McDavid was in his top form, his standard point line for this game might be two and a half. Like, I honestly think, because if it's one and it's going to be one and a half, it'll be like one and a half minus 160, which is insane. And people are still going to like every same game parlay of like two dry cycle points, dry cycle goal, McDavid four shot. Like, I'm looking to play McDavid over three and a half shots to uh, minus 140, but we'll see where it, it opens because I think everyone knows. Everyone is looking to pour all the Oilers props in this game. And it's just going to be a matter of how much do they move the numbers. And I don't think that's a bad strategy. Like you look at McDavid at the end of that Canucks game and the way that went. And I'm just like, if he's healthy at some point, like who's stopping that line? Like look at the Sharks top line and top defensive pair. Like if you're going to have those guys playing the way I expect them to, it's, it just sets up as such a smash spot, but yeah. Who knows? It's all going to be very. I want to no. close with this actually, which with this exercise, which is basically it, it. There are games every year in every sport where these there is lottery ticket potential, like much better lottery ticket potential than just like your run of the mill Senators versus Blackhawks game, right? Like you you have to still get lucky, but you don't have to get as lucky as you would in a game where, like like I said, like the the Senators are playing the Blackhawks. Like it's a lot harder to read. To that end, yeah. like. So I was just going to say to that point, if I was an odds maker on this game, I would just put McDavid at like minus 220 to score minus something like something like, absurd. Earl, like Holland we'll numbers, it. Holland, yeah, Erling yeah, Holland. Especially if you're not going to offer a no option, like right. I would just put that shit so high and just let people bet it and be like, hey, you want to bet it? This is the number because yeah. it just feels like and I think it's like Bedard at the start of the year, too. We talked about how I thought his shot prop wasn't high enough. Like it was just completely wrong. And you know, they sat there and like came up with what they thought was a good two way number for that. And I think this could be the same thing where it's going to be all the public is just smashing all the chalky others props, but I don't know if they will be um, yeah. moved just, be- just because so. something square doesn't mean it's wrong. And uh, so what I would do is I would play one of those guys. Likely. I think I'm gonna play McDavid as a hat trick. He was 28 to one the other night to score a hat trick against the Canucks. That number is obviously going to come down, but like that number to me is if you, if you, like, 
this he's got like eight point potential in this game is the point is i'm trying to make it so like pick a pick a an avenue like that like what what how do you see this game what's the game script for this game i'm gonna go off of like oiler score seven plus i like that and I, I think another one too that I'll throw out there that could be interesting is especially if it's Blackwood because he's more competent is Euler or uh, his save prop to go over and alt saves because maybe yeah, like he plays decent plus and then... forty two like forty two plus like something like that. Yeah. The I thing that's scary there is like he could he give pulled. up three and get pulled. Yeah, yeah. And I was happy I dodged a bullet on like the same thing in Florida on Monday because I thought maybe Merzlikens would be a good look. And I think you're gonna have you'd have to fade him getting pulled, but as, like I especially like it because if you're the Canuck or the Sharks, how are you looking at playing this game? They're gonna try to do more or less what they did in the third versus Philly, where they just sit everyone behind the puck the whole time and don't try to do anything. Like the number one goal is just not to let them get like plays through the box and stuff. So it'll be really fun. And then the other thing is, who knows if uh, maybe their first shot is one goal in on Skinner or that sort of thing. Right. Um, it's it's. I love the hype for this game. One of the most hyped games I think probably you've ever seen that will be played in front of like five thousand people. No, five, five. <laughs> had a horrible time for most three, people. Three total wins out of. Uh, and a, I can't combine three a, a, a combined record of three eighteen and two. And yeah, I think I do because I. Once again, I think that this game is going to make somebody out there rich. And I hope it's one of the listeners because it's whether it's just a same game parlay or it's, it's taking some, some weird stuff from this game parlaying it and then doing one of those super same game parlays and bringing in some other stuff. It's there. Like it's there for the taking this game. Absolutely. Tim. Daryl Sittler on notice. For yeah, this game. Seriously. Record for 10 yeah. points in a game. He's on notice for this game that just like this here, you just pull up hockey reference. San Jose Sharks, opponents' shots on goal. Let me just read a couple. 52, 42, 40, 42, 39, 38. It's just unbelievable. And then them themselves, they have cleared 30 shots on goal twice this season. Only two times. And it was 31. I think another interesting one, too, is you could consider, like, if the game's getting out of reach and you're up on a site with, some live betting goal scores. You could bet on some stupid Oilers ones. Like that would have worked on some of these yeah. games recently. Like if Zach so, Stortini was still on the Oilers or something. Yeah. Like Vinny Day Arnay. Yes. Yeah. Day Arnay would be a good one. Like I think all the, like the ultimate summary of all those bets too is like it's the kind of thing I feel like you'd rather punt on and lose than not punt on and watch people win. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's a, it's a mega millions the betting version of a mega millions because it it just feels very very likely that this game is going to follow a game script that you don't see very often in and that's going to be baked into the number right like odds makers and their algorithms are conditioned to not make a seven nothing game a likely score in the nhl it happens once a year but these are two very this is such a unique situation with where the oilers are at where the sharks are at that I would say like six six goals for the Oilers is probably in my mind. Just thinking about it, six is probably what I would say is like their most likely output. Um, because like a first a first period line of like minus three and a half would be something I would work into things. Uh, something 
some like like I said, McDavid hat trick, Trisidal hat trick. If you want to take one of them, someone like Evander Kane playing his former team. This is there's so many different ways you could have fun with this. Because yeah. I also think it it helps that the Oilers are struggling. Yeah, and like that helps things, and then it helps that the Sharks just beat Philly. I think that like that made it even better, yeah. Yeah. even better. I think and um, the Blackwood played well. I think like yeah. a reasonable one if you want to do something that's like more standard and not just spray all over the place. You could just bet the Oilers are it's plus one eighty five for the Oilers to win by two and the game to go over six and a half. I think it's a pretty decent price. Like you're telling me like that feels like a closer to like a forty percent of the time kind of script we could see here, right? So like plus one eighty five. I'm like I'm I feel like I'm I don't know. I'm gonna make an absurd same game parlay. I'll, I'll tweet it out. Uh, I, I'm I'm excited to see. Yeah, how, how crazy I can't I wait can tomorrow get. to spend all, like all day thinking about it. Have a couple. Um, any final thoughts on this one? I, I kind of I you know we, we try to keep these as, as brief as possible, but this is a a one off situation, and I want to make sure we cover all our bases for this game because I I think it's if if hockey was a more popular sport betting wise, this would be one of the betting games of the year. So, I'm yeah. just so excited to see like the best ticket that gets posted. Yeah, Twitter if like the Oilers actually do win like seven two with like yeah, I think, I think that's a good call to action almost. Is like just like show us your tickets beforehand, maybe like yeah. just yeah. just and, and we'll we'll talk to the folks at in our social department. Be like this game is gonna be so much fun, and there's gonna be some people that are putting together some nasty stuff, like just disgusting stuff. Um, join the club, like yeah, join the club. You know, like hop in, buy the ticket, take the ride. It, sharks, it sharks, exact score seven six. It'll be such a disappointment if we did that. Um, and the game was literally just two like, two one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it would be fun if we did some sort of a giveaway to like the fan who posts the longest odds. The one winner. that the one that misses by the most. That's yeah. We could think of something. The, oh, oh, oh. Um, no, and I want to say too, we like the re- the whole episode. We kind of. We're lukewarm on a lot of games, and that's just kind of what happens. That's why we're it's you bet an entire season. We're lukewarm on some games, but we have the game, like the game of the year. Like we are, we are so lucky. <laughs> we are so lucky. This is like the vibes of an unbelievable bowl game around Christmas time, where you're like hanging with your buddies. People are back home. Like this should get out of freaking control. And what an awesome way to spend your Thursday night. I can't think of anything better. Yeah. So, uh, you know, good luck to everybody doing that. I, I do, I do uh, have a feeling that there's going to be a lot um, of people out there. Yep. Well, we, before we close quick, I, the site, there are some places that have their look ahead line to Friday flyers at ducks and the flyers are plus one Oh five. So keep your eye on that. I think that's a good bet. And people, maybe it gets better too. If people really rate that they managed to be the team to give the sharks. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, best of luck with every, to everybody on their, their Oilers shark, same game parlay punts uh should be a lot of fun hopefully somebody who's listening to this this is the last time you ever listen to us because you you quit betting after getting really really rich uh hopefully it's you um if it's not you hopefully it's one of us and if it's not nick or tim hopefully it's me uh but that'll do it for this week on line change we'll see you again tuesday morning as we go through another week of nhl action so for tim kalinowski and nick martin i'm michael Lebo. best of luck Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. 
If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.